Yesterday, I gave a khutbah about the importance of justice in Islam and how as Muslims, we have to always stand on what is on the side of right and stay away from the side of wrong. And there were a few aspects of that that I had left out and some people were asking me questions. So I felt like, you know what, after Salat al-Fajr, I'll address some of those kind of questions that people may have had. So there is some confusion that exactly when do you speak up? So I understand that as a Muslim, I have to always stand on the side of right. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells me in the Quran, tells all of us in the Quran, Ya ladina amanu kunu qawamina bil qisti shuhada alillah. ولو على أنفسكم أو الوالدين والأقربين إن يكن غنيا أو فقيرا فالله أولى بهما فلا تتبعوا الهوى أن تعدلوا وإن تلو أو تعرضوا فإن الله كان ما تعمل خبيرا First of all Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he mentions that there are several categories of people that will prevent you from doing justice they will prevent you from speaking out the truth and the very first thing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions is our own personal ego how many times you and I, we will not speak up the truth. Why? Because it will personally hurt me. But if that means that I need to step on my ego because I need to stand up for what is right, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that you have to stand for what is right. Because that shows you that then who's more superior in front of, in, in our heart? Is it our ego or is it Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? And the ego always comes after Allah and His Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So, this, so first of all, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that we have to always stand up for justice. But at the same time, there are few exceptions when you don't say anything when there is injustice taking place. And the only time when you don't do anything or you don't say anything when injustice is happening is when there is potential or there is a situation or there's a possibility that the volume will increase in their dhulm, then in that particular situation, a person can stay quiet. And this is something that we find in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When Hudayfa radiallahu an, and he was a person who narrated a lot of the hadith regarding the signs of the day of judgment. And there was a hadith where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentions that there will come a time that there will be so much fitna that the best thing that you can do is to seclude yourself at home. What that hadith is basically telling us is you stay away from that because there will be so much dhulm taking place that even perhaps you might say something and the volume will increase in their dhulm, and the mavloom, they will have to, they will, their dhulm will increase. In that particular situation, a person is advised to stay quiet. However, I do want to say this, the majority of the times, the major majority of the times, that is not the case. Those are very few cases that where you will stay quiet. But if you have to stay quiet, majority of the times is, you can speak up for the truth. Few times the situation is where you stay quiet, but even in the situation that you have to stay quiet, in that situation we apply the other hadith of the Prophet where he says, Man When you see something that is wrong, you stop it with the use of your hands, meaning that you have to be physically active in stopping what is wrong. And then he says, If you cannot do it physically, you do it verbally. You express yourself verbally. And there's many ways you can express yourself verbally. And then he says, And if you cannot even do that, then at least you think it advice in your heart. Meaning that you, your heart cannot be desensitized. That you know what, it's wrong. And let this just keep on going because this is a world of injustice. And justice will only be applied in the hereafter. No, you have to at least think it. 
know in your heart that this is something that is wrong. Why? Because if in our heart we understand that this is wrong, then our heart is on the right path. The minute you and I, we feel that there is absolutely nothing wrong with this, this is where our hearts will deviate. And then secondly is, what is the punishment of those people who stay silent in the face of injustice? Abu Bakr radiallahu there's a hadith mentioned that one time Rasulullah, I mean, uh, Abu Bakr radiallahu he mentions that we heard this verse from Surah Al-Ma'idah, ayah number 105. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا عَلَيْكُمْ أَنفُسُكُمْ لَا يَضُرُّكُمْ مَنْ ظَلَّ إِذَا اهْتَدَيْتُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا O oh, you people who believe, عَلَيْكُمْ أَنفُسُكُمْ You have to worry about yourself. Take care of yourself. لَا يَضُرُّكُمْ No one. لَا يَضُرُّكُمْ مَنْ ظَلَّ إِذَا اهْتَدَيْتُمْ Those who, have, who are misguided, they cannot harm you as long as you are guided. Meaning that if you and your heart is on the right path, those who are deviant, if they try to attack you and they try to harm you, they cannot harm you. After this, Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu mentions that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, and by the way, there are not many ahadith narrated by Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. There are not many ahadith narrated by Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. Very, very, a small handful of ahadith narrated by Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. But this is one of them. He says that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says that anyone who sees injustice and they stay silent in the face of that injustice, Allah will punish those people in this dunya. You and I, we, how many times we stay quiet? Why? Because it's my family. Because it's my parents, because it's my children, because it's my brother or, or my sister. And we stay silent. Why? Because we give family priority over Allah and His Prophet ﷺ. If that is the case, then the Prophet ﷺ is telling us that the punishment will come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Secondly, there was, a, there was some shabab, there was some youth, they were sitting with Rasulullah wasallam. And the Prophet ﷺ, this is a group of people who had just returned from Abyssinia. So if you study Islamic history, and especially the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ, the Muslims migrated during the Meccan era to Abyssinia, and many of them stayed over there. There was a rumor that spread, some of them came back, they, they continued to reside in Mecca. Majority of them went back to Abyssinia, even more went, back, went to Abyssinia, and they stayed in Habsha and in Abyssinia for an extended period of time. Later on, in the time of Medina, later and towards the latter end of the time in Medina, that is when they came back to Medina because they realized now and they understood that now Medina is a safe haven for Muslims. They left Mecca because of the persecution. Now they're coming back to Mecca. The Prophet ﷺ, he's sitting down with some of the people who came back from Abyssinia. And he says that, tell me something about Abyssinia. Tell me something that you saw in Abyssinia. And they began to tell Rasulullah that one day we were sitting on the side of the street and we saw a woman walking by and she had, you know, like overseas we see that a lot of times women go and they fetch water and a lot of times what do they do? They put it on their heads, right? They put it on their heads or they put it on their shoulders. So he, they say that a woman was walking with water either on her shoulders or her head. And as she walking, there was few other youth sitting on the side and they decide to make a mockery out of her. So what they did was that one of them, they stepped in and they, they distracted or either they pushed her or they put something on her shoulder that it caused her to fall down. And not only did she fall down, 
but the you know the what do you call it? It's called a matka, you know, <laughs> huh? A pot. So it basically fell and it broke. Basically, the, the, the water was wasted. And these youth were sitting on the side and they were laughing at her. Okay, they were laughing at her. And she turned to them and she says that you remember that Allah is going to hold you accountable. Remember that your actions are going to become apparent before Allah on the day of judgment. And, she, and then she was, of course, upset and she left. Now these, of course, you have to understand the Muslims were not the citizens of that country. Okay, they were seeking refuge in that country. They were considered as refugees in one way in that country. Of course, they were, high, they were highly respected by the Najashi and they were given a place. Not today, like the way the refugees are treated today. But they were given honor and dignity and respect. But they said this to the Prophet ﷺ and then the Prophet ﷺ, he said, not once, but three times, she spoke the truth. She spoke the truth. She spoke the truth. Meaning that when she said that Allah's calamity and Allah's wrath will come upon these people, she was absolutely right. So that is why, brothers and sisters, we have to always be careful that when there is injustice taking place, if there's a situation, once again, that the dhulm can increase, we stay quiet. But in our heart, we have to have the right frame of mind in our heart. Our heart has to be in the right place. And at the same time, understanding that what is the pitfall? What are the punishments when we stay quiet? And finally, I share with you briefly the story of Banu Nadir. Banu Nadir, this is exactly what happened. This man, Abdullah bin Ubay, who was considered clearly as a munafiq. This is the trait of a munafiq, by the way. To go and stand against Allah and His Prophet because of allies. This is exactly what he did when Rasulullah wasallam. And once again, you know that I mentioned Allah's story from Sirah. When the Prophet he sent a group of Qura to go and teach a group of people. And they had other plans. They massacred and they killed all these Muslims. One of them was able to escape and come back. As he was coming back to Medina, he saw that two people were coming back from Medina, going back home. He asked them, where are you from? He, they mentioned that this is, where, this is where we are from. And they were from the same qabila, the same tribe that had massacred all the Muslims. This sahabi, out of his anger and his frustration and out of revenge, he killed those two people. He killed those two people. They were coming back from Rasulullah These two people had no idea what their qabila did. He, they had no clue. And so when the Prophet he found out, now of course, what do you have to do? You have to give blood money for this. So what did he do? It was that there was an, a, an agreement. There was a contract between the Jews of Medina and the Muslims of Medina that any situation where there is, if there's murder, that's a different case. In this case, there was a different hukum about this. And so they said that we'll give blood money for it. Okay, we'll give blood money for it. The blood money is going to be shared by everyone. The Muslims are going to give some blood money and the, the, the Jews have to give some blood money. So Rasulullah wasallam he went to Banu Nadir to ask them for the blood money for their share. When the Prophet he went there, he went with Abu Bakr radiallahu an and Umar, um, uh, Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu an. And they said to Rasulullah that why don't you sit here in this particular place and we will do our own shura and we'll consult with each other and we'll come back to you. What they were doing is behind the scenes, they were making a plan to, and a plot in a plan to perhaps assassinate Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. When this happened, Jibreel alayhi salam came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and informed him 
about their plans. The Prophet ﷺ did not say a single word to Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. He did not say a single word to Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu. He got up and he left. Now, Umar ibn Khattab and Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu are thinking, where is Rasulullah After a while, when the Prophet ﷺ did not come back, they also got up and they left and they went back to Medina. When they got back to Medina, the Prophet ﷺ informed them that the reason why I got up is because Jibreel ﷺ, he told me that stand up and leave right now. They're making a plan against you. So then later on, of course, because this is treason, this is, this is a breach of contract in this, in this kind of situation. So Rasulullah ﷺ, he sent a message to Banu Nadir, you have 10 days to leave. You have 10 days to leave and you are no longer allowed here in Medina and so forth. And at that time, who stood up for these people? Who stood up for the Zalimun? It was Abdullah bin Ubay. Once again, the, this is the trait of a munafiq. Abdullah bin Ubay said to the munafiqun, I have your back. Don't worry about it. I will stand by your side. I will fight by your side. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He highlights this in Surah Al-Hashar. أَلَمْ تَرَ إِلَى الَّذِينَ نَافَقُوا يَقُولُونَ لِإِخْوَانِهِمُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مِنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ Did you not see those people who did nifaq? Those who were hypocrites in their heart. They said to their brethren who were of the Ahl Kitab, لَإِنْ أُخْرِجْتُمْ لَنَخْرُجَنَّ مَعَكُمْ If you are dismissed from the city, if you are exiled from the city, لَنَخْرُجَنَّ مَعَكُمْ And so we will also follow with you. We're not going to stay in Medina. And this is exactly what Abdullah said. He said that I will follow you. I will not stay in Medina because you are, you are, you know, we are allies. Allah subhanahu says that this person he said, Abdullah bin Ubay said, that if they are, if you are killed, I will support you. Allah says, Wallahu yashhadu innahum Allah testifies that these people are liars. But the point is that this is Abdullah, what Abdullah bin Ubay did. He stood up against Allah and his Prophet وسلم, and he supported the Zalimun. This is something that's highlighted in the Quran because this is the trait of a munafiq. So that is why whenever we do something that is wrong, we always stand up for what Allah says, for what his Prophet says. We do it the right way. We do it the correct way. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to always keep our hearts on the right side. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us away from any type of deviation from his from his, from himself and from his Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ameen Rabbil Alameen. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. إِنَّ الْمُسْلِمِينَ وَالْمُسْلِمَاتِ وَالْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ وَالْقَانِتِينَ وَالْقَانِتَاتِ وَالصَّادِقِينَ وَالصَّادِقَاتِ وَالصَّابِرِينَ وَالصَّابِرَاتِ وَالْخَاشِعِينَ وَالْخَاشِعَاتِ والخاشعين والخاشعات والمتصدقين والمتصدقات والصائمين والصائمات والحافظين فروجهم والحافظات والذاكرين الله كثيرا والذاكرات أعد الله لهم مغفرة وأجرا عظيما